0: with Ashley Frasca
1: plants, flowers, trees, and stuff brought to you by Pike nurseries
0: on
2: 95.5 WSB. Did you miss us? We were gone for about 10 minutes But we're back Hey, it's Ashley Frasca Yeah, you hear me on the traffic team Monday through Friday Triple team traffic in the early mornings I get up about 3 o'clock Monday through Friday mornings And I get to sleep in on Saturdays Until 4.30 I get to sleep in And then I'm here at 6 o'clock So here with Raphael from ChopMyTree.com George is answering your calls DeMarco's running the board So we have a full show here today Dave Baker's coming in early Trying to kick me out Home Fix-It show doesn't start till 9 o'clock, so Dave will be with you until 11.30. He's off the air a little early today to make room for the Georgia Bulldogs. 404 872 Since Raphael is here from Premier Tree Solutions, chopmytree.com, I would love for him to have the opportunity to answer questions for you about tree safety tree health any questions you may have whether you're on the fence about you know some tree work that you need done Raphael is going to be a great person to ask and I thank Jan for her patience she's been holding a long time Colin from Milledgeville. good morning welcome back to the show my friend
3: thank you thank yeah. you okay so we have two chased trees lovely trees we've the second one actually came from the first one we cut off apart and and re you know did a made a new tree out of it and they're wow. both They're very nice But, um, you know, overgrown, pretty big Um, Is this a good time to uh, prune them back?
2: Yeah, so they do respond very well to pruning And obviously controlling the size is a thing there Vitex is also what they're called You may see in Metro Atlanta, folks Large ones along the interstate They have nice, tall, purple blooms in the spring They're actually one of the first things that you start to see flowering Uh, But yeah, for shaping and controlling the size of all of that Late winter, Jan, is going to be when you want to look Like Raphael said a little while ago With the Japanese maple, same kind of thing If you start cutting things now There's going to be the opportunity for the tree to put on new growth And then that's going to get damaged by a frost or a freeze So we want to wait till late winter That way the cuts you make, the tree has slowed down a little bit And it's not going to be as anxious to put on new growth It'll wait till spring
3: Oh, okay, well I see what you're saying And and this isn't really a tree, although it's about as big um, What about, is this a good time to cut back my um, uh, Oh, I just lost the the name of it, uh, butterfly bush
2: I do that in February Uh, Butterfly bush, I don't know why I have that in my head But that's just kind of something I follow I'd wait till January Yeah, you can knock that all the way back And that'll come back just fine
3: We have done that before, and and it it does, it's it's great But um, I couldn't remember when we did it Okay. Yep,
2: yep, February I would do that And then my my kind of garden routine there Butterfly bush in February and roses too And you think Valentine's Day, that makes sense for knockouts Again, take those all the way back as well And I was just telling someone with the Ansley Park Garden Club yesterday St. Patrick's Day in March is the way I remember to take back my panicle My limelight hydrangeas So there's three things that can be done in two months And it's well worth it into the spring and summer
3: Good, okay yep. Thanks for
2: your help You're welcome Always good to hear from you, Jan Have a great weekend Up next, North Fulton County We go to Milton and talk to Damon Hey, good morning, Damon
4: Good morning, how are you?
2: Great, good to have you on the show
4: Thanks, yeah, super uh, love the show It's uh, kind of a tree and turf nerd here but, Oh, um, I
2: love it Well, hey, if you ever hear anything That maybe I didn't say correctly Or you want to add to it You tell me, you call in And be be one of my experts, Damon
4: <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, so clearing some pasture and trying to decide what to put down before the winter and kind of a two-phase question, did I kind of miss my window for getting a decent germination here in the next couple of weeks? And then should I do like a fescue rye blend or just straight ryegrass to get some established turf before the Winter.
2: Now, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn, and if I am, someone can certainly call and maybe you know give Damon some further info into that. But I, I think to establish it, I would maybe start with a rye fescue blend. Um, I think the fescue is going to be a little. I don't know, a little sturdier and just add to the rye. It is getting a little late. Basically what we want to keep in mind is soil temperatures because that soil temperature has to be at a certain point for the grass seed to germinate. And it is seeming that the forecast is pointing in the direction where it's going to start to suddenly get cold. Fall is kind of maybe going to come to an abrupt end for us, Damon. So maybe right now ryegrass, just because of that, I don't want you to waste your money on the fescue and it be just too cold for that to germinate But I think rye's going to do just fine
0: Yeah But okay. ideally
2: I would have maybe planted them both together But yeah maybe start with some rye um, You've got a really good like cleared spot You're ready to go
4: Yeah I've got good. a good four acres That we're trying to establish So we're just trying to get some stuff down before uh and then kind of reassess on um, maybe overseeding then with the fescue as well
2: Yeah, and then, and you know, March is probably going to be the time we're going to start talking about planning for putting in fescue and all of that So check back in with me and see that we're on track, you know, for spring Start really thinking about calling in February, March And I'll get you some answers from Clint Waltz from our turfgrass expert and professor up there at the University of Georgia
4: Perfect. Yeah, thank you, and absolutely love the show. Thanks.
2: Thank you, Damon. I really appreciate that. That means a lot. I love doing it. And Raphael, you have fun. I mean, you get to come on once a month,
5: and you're like, man, this is awesome. It is a great time. I always, I love it.
2: It is really fun. And what I don't know, I don't know, and I'm quite honest about that. Um, but still, we we get you answers and have fun. And I love how many calls. I told George our phone screener like he's good luck because, in in the season changes, Raphael, it's so weird. Like every season transition. Calls kind of come to us slow I don't know if people are just busy And now that we're like more than not A few weeks into fall Like this is one of the best Saturdays we've had I love it, I love all the listeners Alright, so up next down to Henry County we go And this is going to be for Raphael Mary calling, good morning Mary Yes Hey, what's your question?
6: Um, I have some tall pine trees In my yard And when I walk around Underneath the trees where the roots are. It sounds hollow. Is that dangerous? Does it mean that trees are dying or is that just normal?
2: Now what do you what sounds hollow? Like the area in and amongst the trees, or you actually go knock on the no, trunks when or what you, do you no,
6: when you step on the ground oh. and I walk around on the ground underneath where the roots would be, it sounds hollow.
5: Well, that, sound, that does sound like a problem there. Do, do you see any exposed roots around the trees?
6: Um, well, there's like pine straw on top where struck, the pine straw has fallen.
5: Okay. I would do a little further uh, investigation there and get the pine straw out of the way and see, really assess what's underneath it. Uh, if you have a lot of uh, cavities around the tree and really soft ground, um, do you have any, any, of, any of those trees leaning?
6: No, they're all pretty straight.
5: Okay, and you, when you look up in the canopy, do you see the needles? Is it all green and, and nice and firm and looking healthy?
6: Um, yeah.
5: Okay. Well, um, I
6: had the I had the dead wood trimmed out. Good. Um, about a year ago, and the one tree that was leaning, I had that one taken down because it was right near my shed. But I noticed that the other trees. They also have that hollow sound when you walk around
5: on it.
2: Now, Raphael, when you ask Mary to kind of inspect the ground and see, should you see pine tree roots above ground? Is there?
5: Well, it, not necessarily. It depends on 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 your ground soil situation. There. Uh, what I was trying to get at is um, uprooting uh, trees. If oh. the tr- that's why I asked about the leaning tree. If you see the the roots coming out of the ground, sometimes it gives you that effect. That there's a lot of cavities around the around the base of the the trunk. I mean, yeah. on the ground. And the roots because like the roots f- are coming out, yeah. and you see some, uh, roots, sticking out, you see some uh, roots sticking out, and then you see a bunch of hollow spots and holes wow. around the tree. What causes that? Well, it's just a, you know, a leaning tree. There's overload of branches on one direction. A tree looking towards the sunlight could cause that as well. Uh, and that's a big red flag. Needless to say, you, know, you don't want you don't want a tree with the roots coming out of the ground and leaning towards a certain. Direction, but I'm not saying this is the case because she mentioned that all yeah. of the trees are nice and straight up. So, um, I would definitely get the pine straw out of the way and investigate some further. Uh, you can give us a call, and I'll be happy to stop by and uh, take a look at it for you.
2: So, yeah, Mary, if you want to hang on, I'll make sure we get you their phone number. If if you just want to go to the website, chopmytree.com, and it's there in the upper right-hand corner of the phone number to give them a call and have Jeff and Raphael and the crew come out and look. So the tree is going to be leaning one way, and in the opposite direction, you're going to see the roots having started coming, you know, out coming up out of the ground. From a landscaping perspective, one of my quick thoughts here would be you may have moles in the lawn. Yeah. Yeah, if it's not an issue with the pine tree, Mary, if there's really soft, spongy ground, moles are tunneling right underneath the soil surface, and you can almost follow the paths of the soft ground and kind of walk along where they're tunneling. And in that case, it's a whole other thing, but that's a good sign that you've got moles.
5: Yeah, because you have no problems with the trees.
2: Yeah, and the soil's good. That means they're after the earthworms and the grubs that are in the soil. So start kind of walking around and evaluating if they kind of go in paths, if that soft soil is... In a path or if it's just kind of everywhere Then it may be leaning more toward an effect From the tree. Thank you for the call We're going to take a break and coming up next The Georgia Forestry Commission and Seth Hawkins Joins us again with an update on the fall Leaf color. You don't want to miss that Stay tuned to Green and Growing on WSB We're back on Green and Growing And if you've listened to me for any period of time in the fall A, it's my favorite season Sorry for those of you who hate the weather getting colder But fall is my favorite And B, I started this when I started the show last year Thank goodness for my relationship with the Georgia Forestry Commission We started doing a a fall leaf watch update together last year And again this year, and I think this is week 5 or week 6 That I've been lucky enough to have Seth Hawkins on the air with me Georgia Forestry Commission for that Georgia Leaf Watch update Good morning Seth, welcome back
1: Good morning, Ashley.
2: Thanks for having us back again. So I, you know, you and I spoke earlier in the week and I'm like rolling right into what I think is peak leaf season, getting really excited. And then we had heavy rains in a lot of Metro Atlanta on Thursday. And I was like, no, thinking that a lot of those rains were going to knock some of those beautiful, you know, brightly colored leaves off. What have you found?
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously uh, heavy rains and winds will have an impact on the leaf because they're barely hanging on at this point. Once they've got that full leaf color change, they're just barely attached on there. So, you know, I did see some leaf fall. I know at least anecdotally, I drove down a beautiful road the afternoon before that rain. Look at the beautiful color, drove down the same road the next morning. It was kind of on the ground. That being said, I've been all over north, at least the northwest part of the state in the last few days, and there's still plenty, plenty of fall color. It's Really peaking, obviously at the higher elevations We're starting to lose some and starting to be more bare trees But you start getting down about that 1,500 foot range We're really seeing full peak on those uh, lower elevations And really moving into the North Metro And some of the urban areas as well
2: So that's perfect, yeah When we think about 3,000 feet We're definitely not talking about any spot in Metro Atlanta But like you said, maybe 1,500 feet Things are starting to come a little bit further south um, so where are we, you know, percentage-wise Like this may be the last weekend we talk Which I hate to think that, but this is it?
1: Well, you know, our foresters up in the mountains Are reporting know 95% plus color wow. change um, And so the early turners, the dogwoods, the poplars, things like that They're starting to lose But the sourwoods are holding on The young red maples are providing the understory still The oaks and the maples have really taken over the overstory at the higher elevations. And, again, this is probably the last weekend, and everything's going to start dropping pretty soon. But, um, you know, again, getting those lower elevations and in the metro areas, I've seen some great pictures coming out of Gainesville, Athens, the Rome area, Cartersville, of some just beautiful fall color in more suburban and urban environments. So it still should be there, at least in our neighborhoods and our drives in the metro area for the next week or two, probably.
2: I mean, this is the time of year, Seth, when I literally see people stop on the side of the road And get out of their cars and take pictures of certain trees One that I saw in the metro Atlanta area yesterday Actually this particular neighborhood had a number of these I know it's going to be hard to describe But you know the leaf had maybe like five points But it was tall and pretty erect I mean it didn't grow wide But it was very very tall Like twice the size of of the homes But bright yellows Like what are some of the trees that are likely giving us those bright yellows right now?
1: Um, you know, right now, the bright yellows are going to come from things like hickories, um, you know, some uh, red maples. I know red maple, but sometimes they'll really express with some yellow. Sugar maple is going to oh. always have a, usually a really vivid yellow and kind of that narrow form and kind of the pronged leaf like you're describing. But those are what you're going to see bringing in the real yellows, hickories. Again, the beech will start coming in. They'll hold on to that yellow for most of the winter. So that's really nice. God, that's um, great. Yeah.
2: And you know, you were on the show earlier And you may not have even been awake yet Remember when you and I met up at that Saluting Branches event in September? Yeah I, I replayed that piece Because of it being Veterans Day A couple of days ago So folks heard you earlier And now you're back That was actually Really cool
1: <laughs> Awesome Yeah we appreciate that And you know that, That's a great event And is um, you know, proud To um, try to be a, a small partner In that big event so, Yes
2: yeah. Well and Seth I'm going to be With a lot of our friends At the Georgia Arborist Association tonight In Kingston They're wrapping up The tree climbing championship I always appreciate The work you do for me I'll bring you back It doesn't have to be fall It doesn't have to be The Georgia Leaf update, you are certainly a forestry Expert for us, I appreciate you and Stacia, have a great Saturday folks Gotta take a break and we'll be right back with ChopMyTree.com, Premier Tree Solutions On WSB Oh yeah, the
4: grass is green I'm gonna live where the green grass grows The grass is always green around the other side
2: Hey, good Saturday morning, a little after 8.30 You're listening to Green and Growing on 95.5 WSB This is the time of the show, reserved for our show sponsor Pike Nurseries, always something new and exciting to share And it comes along with really good advice, too So my guest today, Rena Sartain She's back, a certified plant professional at the Buckhead Store Works with a lot of customers, day in and day out Rena, welcome back
0: Thank you, Ashley. I'm always happy to be here
2: This is fun, and today's going to be fun too Because just off the air, you and I mentioned the word lasagna And I'm starving, and we'll get to that (laughs) But people will understand why that'll make sense in just a minute We're going to be talking about bulbs You know, it's not too late to go ahead and get those in the ground For all the spring flowers that you want And of course, it's the holidays So starting to think about those holiday flowers The amaryllis and paper whites and things like that But let's start with just that basic knowledge Of I know I want daffodils In the spring, I know I want tulips In the spring, y'all have got them in stock Right now at Pike Nursery, right? We do have them in stock and they give out Fairly
0: quickly and um, now Is actually a great time to Plant because the ground is just starting to cool a bit And um, I just planted mine about a week ago So we, you've got, you know, it's just an opportune time To put those bulbs in the ground
2: Okay, now one thing that could be intimidating To folks who don't plant bulbs often it, It's kind of a set-it-and-forget-it kind of thing You know, I mean, I planted the daffodils seven years ago And haven't had to do it since But is the depth and getting that depth right So is there a general rule of thumb, Rena, that we can follow Or is it different with every bulb? Well, I think it's very, very important on the back of every bulb packet there are directions
0: about the depth at which to plant them. Typically it's around four, four to six inches, something like that. Um, if you're off an inch or so, I really don't think it's gonna hurt it. The only thing you have to really watch out for with bulbs is um you wanna make sure you've mulched them well because um critters can get them, voles can get them, and too much uh, rain can um destroy them, rot them out in the winter. So follow the directions. That's always the most important thing to
2: do. And mulch, that's a great idea because then you're wondering, Well, why didn't my daffodils come up, you know, come March? And then you go digging and you're like, wait, I put them here. I thought I put them here. Where'd they go? So you're right. We Here's want to keep the critters away. Well, what are some of your favorites that are in the store now?
0: Well, my favorites, of course, are Narcissus, daffodils. They come in so many varieties. And the reason I like daffodils and hyacinths and crocus the best is. They will come back year after year. This is a perfect climate for them. And daffodils will multiply prolifically. Um, A lot of people like tulips. This is not um, really um, a climate because our winters are not cold enough where tulips will come back every year. Mm -hmm. So if you are planting tulips, you need to plan to either reinvest in bulbs the next year or... Take those bulbs out of the ground And store them over the summer In a cool, dry place And then you can replant them in the late fall
2: Dry, 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 that's key there Whether it's a Mm -hmm. newspaper, perlite Or something like that, yes, keeping those dry Um, Okay, so now to the food part Bulb lasagna What does that mean and why do I want to do that?
0: So it's so easy So you're layering A pot, so you're getting a pot That's a bit deeper you're layering it, and you're putting some of your taller bulbs on the bottom. Then you're putting another layer of dirt, another um, shorter-growing um, um, kind of bulb on that center layer, and you want to alternate the spot so that everybody has room to come up through that dirt. And then on the top, you plant pansies, so you've got immediate oh. gratification. And then in the spring, lo and behold, you will have bulbs Routing through those pansies And it's just a joy to behold
2: I mean, making the most of your real estate for sure If you've got big pots on the front porch Or something like it. that, that's brilliant Okay, yeah. so fast-forwarding along a little bit Holiday bulbs, something that's going to be A little more immediate, you know, nothing says Christmas, like a big, bright, beautiful Red amaryllis or paper whites Are fun too, and they smell great um, When do we buy those? Do we plant them in the ground, or we want to keep them On the table at the holidays? What do we do?
0: Well, they are very now, paper whites give out um, quickly. People love paper whites, and you either love that smell or you hate that smell. I've grown grown very accustomed to it over the years, and I've just grown to really love it. Um, they usually take about six weeks wow. to flower. I think you need to just kind of count backwards. If you need to go to a party in the middle of December, now is not too early to um, get something. However, I think people enjoy having amaryllis and paper white as they're starting to Sprout they don't necessarily have to be in bloom when you give them as a gift or enjoy them over the Holidays they are sold in all forms as bulbs in the process of growing and then we have some that Are fully in bloom so you really have a choice
2: well and we're accustomed to seeing amaryllis at The holidays but when people have them outside when is the real typical time for them to bloom
0: They will bloom again you can put them in the ground Typically, what I would do is enjoy them in the house where you've got, you know, your high visual um, areas. And you can put them, hold that um, bulb and put it in the ground in the spring and you'll have amaryllis in the spring. Uh, They can, you know, do well in the ground. Um, It would not be my first choice I just enjoy them in the house so much Because the colors In today's world, the colors are incredible Variegated, red, white, pink Just gorgeous, gorgeous And they are so incredibly big So it is a big bang for your buck At the holidays, for sure
2: Yes, so okay, we're going to Pike Nursery Looking at the bulbs, picking some out Is there any special soil we need to consider For the ones we're planting, you know Spring blooming outside or regular soil? I don't
0: worry about anything outside. In the in the house, you want to make sure that you use a dry soil, and a lot of the boxes that. Um, come with the amaryllis, have the soil in there. So you really don't have to worry about anything. You don't want to wet the bulb. You want to only get the roots exposed to the water. If you wet the bulb, it can rot. That's why people love to put them in glass containers so they can kind of see what's going on. They don't require a lot of water. You can grow paper whites on a layer of rocks if you want. And one thing I just do need to say, for any bulb, make sure the pointed end is going up. The roots are going down and the pointed end is going up. This is critical for the success of a bulb. That's the right. Bloom.
2: That never, that's a good reminder. It does not hurt. Come on
0: into the store or go on our website and we will look forward to seeing everyone Christmas Is the most joyful time of the year We have families that come in year after year It's almost like a cult following We have just the best time And hot apple cider And everybody's in a great mood Garland, everything So we look forward to seeing our friends Over the holidays Hard
2: not to be in a good mood when you step into a Pike Nursery And there's certified plant experts in the store Like Rena can answer any questions you have PikeNursery.com Rena, have a good morning, thank you so much Okay, you too Ashley, bye bye So you love it and you know Pike Nursery Comes on the show this time every Saturday And with me in the studio I have Rafael Santiago Of chopmytree.com You hear the commercials, you hear me do commercials For Premier Tree Solutions Rafael, I wanted to ask you, going back to One of the conversations we were having um, When you go out for a job Customers have called you, whether they think they want a tree Limbed up or cut down or whatever What are some of the specimen trees that you see most Often that people want work done on?
5: Sure. Well, if you get a lot of oaks, especially here down the south, right, oaks, sweet gums, poplar trees and you know, tulip poplars, um, maples, river birches, all of those trees that people like to plant. Sometimes it's just a natural area. That's when you get oaks. Uh, and most, uh, most, more times than not, the, these are specimen large trees, and they're very, very close to the house sometimes. And uh, that's why it requires some, uh, some maintenance to pruning and sometimes removal.
2: Yeah. I mean, like I, when you say large oaks, my first thought is tree safety in that regard. Like That may be folks' number one concern is, how does this tree look? Is it safe? Is it going to damage my home?
5: Yes. Nine out of 10 times we get calls. It's uh, it's because a tree is uh, too close to the house. It's, uh, oh my God, oh my God, the tree's going to fall. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't usually uh, happen that way. Uh, we get, we're just talking behind the scenes now, and uh, we get a lot of calls of people freaking out. We come out there. And uh, the first thing I hear is, hey, I got a guy that came out the other day. He said that tree is sick or that tree is going to fall anytime soon. My daughter's bedroom is right there. So can you do anything about it, please? Can you let me know how much is it to take it down? And I come out with a second opinion. And more, more often than not, believe me, it's, uh, it's a healthy tree. It's got a few dead branches or it's got an unbalanced crown slash canopy. Yeah. Uh, and that's something that is totally fixable. So a uh, little trimming job. Uh, or pruning of those dead branches, or keep the the, the canopy uh, in shape and balance it out, uh, would do the job, and you don't have to remove the tree. So uh, I would definitely get a second opinion. Um, you know, feel free to call us, but you don't have to call us if you have a, your own tree company. Just make sure you uh, talk to somebody else before you make a decision to remove a tree when sometimes that's not really necessary.
2: That's really eye-opening that you said that because I would imagine a lot of the calls that you get, you know, from residents are tree removal. And then lo and behold, you know, maybe they're convinced they want 5 trees taken down, and y'all get out there and you have that conversation and you take that time, and by the end of it you may have convinced them, there's two or three of these 5, why do you want to take them down? You yeah. know, like what's the need? And then you've assessed the health, you know, they're healthy trees. Yeah. Do the homeowners oftentimes agree? Oh, well, yeah, let's keep it in place.
5: Oftentimes they agree. Oftentimes they say, hey, shut up. I just want to take him down. <laughs> that's what we <laughs> got to okay do. Too. Yeah, we're going to, that's okay too. <laughs> uh, we try to educate them the best we can and explain why the tree is leaning. If it's, uh, if it's really a risk to you in your house and, the uh, I try to put in a percentage, put on a scale, you know, how dangerous a tree is mm-hmm. and likelihood of failure and things of that nature, just based, all based on targets, you know, house, driveway, how often are you in the backyard and things of that nature. And that's yeah. all involved in a track uh, form that we fill up sometimes to categorize risk. And that's in more more in depth, but uh, we can, we give, you know, free advice if you, you uh, if you're going to have me out there and look at your trees, yeah. that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to educate, it, educate you. Some people are very interested. Some people just, you know, they're looking at their phones. They get back at me. Okay, so can we take the tree down now? Yeah. And that's like like we discussed. That's what we're going to do for you. But you can get my free advice if uh, if you want to get a second opinion. About your, that is a your smart
2: trees. idea, especially when it comes to a project that big, a second opinion. So chopmytree.com is the website. If you want to write down the phone number, give them a call on Monday, 404 252-6448. and I love that. Just you know, I mean, when we get sick, you don't just say, "Okay, well, I'm going to kill you." You're, <laughs> you know, you know, you have symptoms and things. We're going to try to treat that first before you just call it a lost cause. So, absolutely. Well, I want to end the show with a great call from Kim in Decatur. Wants to expand the driveway, but when you know a twenty-year-old Japanese maple in the way. Want to talk about some options with Kim? There, we'll be right back. You're listening to Green and Growing on WSB. Such a fun show and such a full show I didn't get to do the top three things to do In the landscape this weekend, but once or twice I'm going to put those on the Facebook page here In the next hour or two, so follow me there Green and Growing WSB is what you search On Facebook, because it's a very uh, Active weekend, a lot of things you could be doing I've got Raphael from ChopMyTree.com with us We have one more question, and I want to get this in Kim calling from Decatur, good morning
0: Hi, thanks for taking My call, I'll be quick um, I have a my driveway we're going to expand, and unfortunately I've got a beautiful, probably about a 20- 20 or 25-year-old um, red Japanese maple that's in the way. It's, a, it's about 7 feet high, and it's got a span of about 12 feet, so it's a, it's a good-sized tree. Is that a tree that can be dug out and saved, or should we just say goodbye and chop it down?
2: Now, so the roots are going to be right where you're expanding that driveway, right? Well, the whole tree yes. Oh well, shoot. Okay, so Raphael and your expert opinion: worth moving or
5: um, the whole tree is exactly where the driveway is going to put on. Yeah. Boy, yeah, and you said it's a twenty to twenty-five old Japanese. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the option to transplant it. Uh, I would definitely hire specialists for that. Specialists for that because it's a. It sounds like a large tree. Um, be careful with the roots. I'll tell you what, what not to do. Don't trust the driveway people to do that work for you because they're not going to do it properly. Uh, a 25-year-old Japanese maple probably has a pretty sizable root ball, so you got to make sure you don't cut off a, a lot of the roots. They they get cut off anyways, but you know, specialists would do it the proper way. Um, and when you do transplant if you go that route, make sure you follow the guidelines and instructions to keep the keep your tree healthy.
2: Yeah. So definitely making sure the company, if you choose to hire one out to move that tree for you, they've got a nice brand new, huge hole ready to go to move it to. That's going to require some specialized equipment. So really it's just up to you. If you have the money, Kim, and the sentimental value or reason to keep the tree, it can't be moved. So Raphael, that's good that it's going to be able to readjust to a new home and this is a good time of year to do it.
5: That's a good time of year to do it. Yes. As long as you do it properly. Yes.
2: All right. So how can folks find out more about how to get in touch with you and Jeff and the crew if they have any tree work they need done?
5: Sure. You can either call us or you can check out the website. It's chopmytree.com. You're going to fill up a form. And uh, you're going to send a, uh, a request in. We're going to give you a call or you're going to put you on some, some of our Arbor's schedule. We're going to come out and do a free visit.
2: Free estimates are great. And they cover the entire metro Atlanta area as far north as coming, as far south as the south side, Noonan, Fayetteville, all the way down there. We drive the everywhere. That's right. That's right. Thank you for coming back and you're tell Jeff Ash. we missed him. But I understand he's got a company to run. He's out <laughs> there on a job today. That's right.
5: Great to be here. Thank so, you so much. So
2: appreciate your expertise and time with the listeners. Guys, I hated it. It went by so fast, but it's time to go. Dave Bay. Breathing down my neck Time to come in With the Home Fix It show Go Dogs Got a pretty good matchup Against the Tennessee Volunteers today Kick off at 3.30 Right here on your Home of the Dogs Thanks for listening To 95.5 WSB
4: Swimsuit? Check Sunscreen? Check Phone charger? Check